Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk. I really must write this down, Sam. Sonic Talk 731. That's it. Recording today, uh, Wednesday, the 5th of October, 2022. Uh, welcome, everybody. Just want to say uh, happy birthday to my partner, Jane. It was on thir on Monday. Um, and, um, yes, yeah, she had a birthday. And what else? Oh, yeah. I should probably say thank you very much to our sponsors. We've got uh, uh, Isotope, who continue to hang in there with us. Very much appreciate them. And also Baby Audio. Messages from them later. Uh, we've got um, topics. We've got all kinds of stuff to do with the world of electronic music and production and music production, studio, podcast. That's all that sort of thing. That's what we do. And in case you're interested, uh, we also have a Patreon. And I'm just going to pop this in here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a bit more proactive about publishing or pr uh, promoting our Patreon. So here's me being proactive. So why not consider joining us on Patreon? We've got two tiers. One will give you all of our monetized videos ad-free, plus Sonic Talk pre-show and ad-free as well. Uh, the upper tier will bring you additional benefits. We've got sample patches, downloads, extra videos that we've just added to that tier, which are extras to our reviews. In fact, there's one of the OBX8 uh, questions answered, as well as a bank of patches, if you're fortunate to own one. And we've also got, uh, oh, let me see, Anthony Rother exclusive samples, which are a set of kicks he did on the Waldorf Iridium, uh, as well as some Udo Super 6 patches. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And if you join before the end of the show, at the upper tier, your name will appear in credits. So why not give it a go? There we go. Yeah, I really must work on doing my voiceovers. I'm terrible at those sort of things. I, I, I start and then I can't remember all of the things I'm supposed to get in. And um, so there we go. But anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, welcome, everybody, in the chat as well. I want to say big thanks to Wagyu for doing his uh, excellent moderating job of keeping the lonely ladies away or the sex bots, as uh, Brie called them. I think that's a bit smutty, frankly. I think I think lonely oh, ladies is... Yeah, it's army not of your mind. <laughs> you're, you're probably you're probably right. You're probably right. And also, big thanks to Dom as well, who uh, has been working behind the scenes to kind of make all of the chat and the questions and stuff and the cross posting work. Because if you post on Twitch or on Discord or on YouTube or on the IRC, they all get posted everywhere so everybody can see it's a big a bigger conversation than we uh, than, than we just have so it's actually pretty cool so thanks to them so yes I, initially this is uh, Bree and Chris from booelectric.com the battery operated hey. orchestra how are you folks really good Nick how very are you well nice to be here yeah. a happy birthday yeah. to Lady Jane yes oh, you're very happy kind birthday. Uh, well we, um, um, I, I will pass them on uh, thank you as you can see, we're sat here in a in a what was our studio full of synths, and it's now a studio full of a sofa and acoustic panels <laughs> and acoustic panels. <laughs> so we've we've been going through that world of uh, you know trying to find the perfect listening environment, uh, and yeah. therefore are quite quite mad now. <laughs> it's been tough. Yeah, well, it? we were yeah we we were talking pre-show, weren't we? And you know, when you're tuning into all of those freakies, do you, do you find have you found that everything sounds different now, or it actually just sounds more better than it did? because you can hear everything. It definitely sounds better here than it did. And I, I think how hard it was mixing the last single. And I think, if only we'd done this before we had to mix that single. <laughs> yeah. I made the mistake of sort of testing the room with loads of really well mixed like albums, like Talking Talks, uh, Talk Talks, Laughing Stock, Talking Talk, what am I saying? And, uh, <laughs> and everything sounded creamy and lovely and delicious and amazing. And I went, hold on a minute, this album's... <laughs> 
an amazing work of yeah. sonic perfection. So, um, yeah, I listened to some of the stuff I'd mixed a couple of years ago. And I went, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move these panels around. No. But there's this danger that, you know, you end up in an anechoic chamber with a postage stamp for a chair in, in the end. So I think we're going to stop we before we balance. get too carried away. We found the right point. It's, we found the right point. We can point. make decisions, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. There's a guidepost in place. There's a guidepost, yeah. <laughs> of course, the, the real yeah. question is what happens when we take something out of the room and mm. listen to it somewhere else. So that hasn't happened yet because we literally just finished like it last week. It took a month, basically. took a whole month. A month. Yeah. 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 Well, you've got, but you've got, you've got a single out, haven't you? you but you've just done, because uh, your Bootcast, which is uh, one Monday, uh, I'm not sure which Monday of the month, but once First a month. First Monday of the month. But you're, yeah. Your single, your single uh, is out, uh, which is, uh, well, you can plug it here. Tell us all about yeah. it. <laughs> Nightclub Mishap, which, uh, yeah, we played it live a few times. We actually played it. No, we only, we only played it once. Uh, was for it just your, the once? For your birthday, Gaz. That was the just only the time once. we ever played it. And it was literally oh. just like made up the week before. Yeah, that and was uh, we filmed the video. Brie kicked a hole in the toilet wall during the video, <laughs> so there's some genuine rock action going on there. <laughs> you sticking it on? Uh, you may not find the actual yeah. kick. So this is our actual a little toilet. bit of it here. There's a toilet just oh, before yeah, so she kicked a hole in it. We we kicked we filled it up with gig posters during COVID basically because we missed going out and it felt like we were in a dirty club in Camden when we went to the toilet outside. <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Everybody gets uh, gets stuck into that and checks it out. So, booelectric.com is uh, is where they could, where you could be found at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so you are you at the point where you're kind of going, ah, all the work's done. Then we can just sort of chill yeah, it was, maybe. Well, chill. We're going to chill on one front. Basically, we spent so much energy kind of doing all the PR for that single, which we have to do for every release. Um, and we now have decided to take a bit of a break from social media so yeah. that we can spend our energy more productively in the studio making stuff because it's very easy to get caught up with the feed. And you, before you know it, you're making stuff for the feed instead of music and videos and art. Yeah, total treadmill. Actually, yeah. something talking of PR during a Monday night's Boocast, if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Uh, Brie prepared a, a, a PowerPoint <laughs> Presentation. It was supposed to be a watch party, so I thought, I'll bring a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You brought a PowerPoint to a party. Good girl. But the um, it was it's all about what we do for PR, and it's like uh, it's just our own personal experience and literally everything we do. And a lot of people have been saying, God, that that's it's really useful, really interesting. I hadn't thought of that and stuff. So although we're not experts, and certainly we're not <laughs> we're not global megastars. No. We're not promising that, by the way. But um, it, it might be useful. It if gives you, you stuff to do for yourself. Because when we first started, it's very easy. Like people just want to say, you know, give us a thousand pounds or four thousand pounds or whatever they are asking for. And and when you don't have a lot of money and you're just starting out, it's like, well, where do I start? This is totally impenetrable to me. And so hopefully, it's enough advice to give people. Yours yeah. to paddle themselves to publicity. <laughs> I'm sorry, where can, where can they find this? Where can people get hold of that? At Bucast. Um, so our YouTube channel, um, Bucast 5 is the latest one we've got up there. Um, so it's youtube.com slash C slash Boo Electric. Boo Electric is the channel name. Yeah, there's only one. The, the most recent Bucast is live on YouTube, but all the previous ones are available on our Ampled page, which is a bit like Patreon, but for musicians. And if you haven't, haven't heard of Ampled, 
we do urge you to go and check it out because it's that's cool it's a cooperative it's a co-op it's not for profit totally music centered and yeah. yeah they're great people really cool go and have a look yeah yeah Thanks for the plugs, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It's the least we could do. Anyway, uh, Gaz, we also have, you've gone very dark. You've, your light's gone down. I, I don't know what's happened. Darkness uh, quick. Gaz. <laughs> quick, dark quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. There he is. He's back. Hey, Gaz Williams uh, over in Bristol in his very, mm -hmm. your, your, your depth of field gets pinned sharper and sharper every week, Gaz. I don't know what you do. What are you doing? Are you grinding glass in your spare time? I just don't, I, I don't know. God, I've been getting into filmmaking now and uh, ooh, it's kind of starting to get me. And I've, you know, That's like exciting. I'm really excited about getting a tripod now that, oh gosh, I hope that hasn't taken over other things, but like I got a new wow. tripod coming on Friday and it's like, I can't, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping. It's that kind of excitement. Uh, but um, just wanted to say something like, can you see on that screen there, I've got like this, yeah. it's a Apple screensaver and it just shows your album covers. And it's like, yeah. I feel like such a dunce that have just only dis discovered it and they flip over slowly flip over and the thing that it, it just totally uh, just a few just about half an hour ago it was just thinking then it's like oh, you know i get a bit disillusioned about oh i can't think i don't want to listen to any music i'm a bit bored of all music and then when you got them there you just kind of go oh that oh it's amazing that oh it's amazing and yeah. a new one flips over oh it's that it's amazing and then it occurred to me about like how it's another form of wealth you know you you know it's like it's a mean-spirited world one which is kind of governed by people who judge wealth purely in fiscal terms i was thinking that every one of those albums that i was familiar with was time well spent like it's like oh you know that's like wealth just that to have that music in my life kind of makes me a richer person and that like just seeing all those albums albums you know i don't think it's necessarily a life kind of um that wasn't worth living i've filled oh, my yeah. life with so much music you know and it's like that is a wealth of a sort a personal wealth you know absolutely Gosh. it's the thing about being able to see them because yeah. I, I remember around a um, stan's brother's house and everyone went, went digital a little while ago he's still got two walls full of just full of cds and we mm. spent the night literally shouting row four cd 37 and just pulling them out <laughs> at random and putting them on oh, nice. and it was the one of the best nights of shuffle that i've ever had <laughs> and then and uh, we did we did play a little bit of um What's it called? Twister on uh -huh. some of the CDs. It did get a bit out of hand, actually, but it was good. Yeah. I mean, that, was there tequila right, involved thing. by any chance? Yeah, of course, <laughs> the tequila was involved. What do you think I am? But yeah, the, um, the, it's having them there. So when you pull something yes. out and you haven't seen it for f like 10 years, it's like reunited with an old friend. And you're right, guys, all those moments and all those, those things that you, you know, it's not possible to interact with that digitally, I don't think. It has to be mm. somehow physical. Although you've got a... Just a visual reminder. You've got enough. wallpaper That's now. That's great. I didn't know wallpaper. Max did that either. It's just, um, yeah, it's in the screensavers. It's just at the bottom, it's ah, just in the built-in nice. screensavers, yeah. you know. Well, top tip, uh, creative top tip. We should yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we should is. probably we should probably cover some topics and stuff because once again we've got loads of questions coming in. Uh, those of you who are interested in uh, questions, uh, you just basically... Uh, 
put QQ in the comment of this show or next week's show when it's it's published sort of straight away after this, and they'll they'll sort of pile up. We've got a, a bunch. I just saw one from John Van Eaton, which I can't find anymore, which I thought was very useful. So I'll see if I can discover it. Or John, if you post it again, for some reason it disappeared. <laughs> All those comments will be lost like tears in the rain. Oh no, that's moments. That's another quote. Anyway, so let's get on to some topics because it's. Uh, let me see. And I, I think we'll start off with something that's quite well expressive, shall we say? This is uh, Arthur Boufflet. Arthur. On the Expressive E Osmos, remember that? And this, I swear, this is the soundtrack to the bridge. And this is basically two notes, and it really goes to show just how. Come on, there's when he plays one of the low ones, it's just. Great playing. Arthur's a fantastic player. And that, again, the Osmos is the exciting thing. We know we've been banging on about this for ages because, unfortunately, they arrived on the scene with their brilliant new product, you know, perhaps a little early um, to get the interest. And then they got hit by parts shortages, COVID, everything else. Just all went. But yeah. what's really encouraging about this is they're still there. This is a quite a recent demo and it's still available on the, you know, you still see it on the website. And it would be, um, I think it's actually. Um, what am I trying to say? I think it's still €17.99, which I think is a bargain. I'm going to come to you first, Gaz, because I know me and you were both really quite excited by this and we were both sort of privy to early looks at this. And it still it still makes me feel like I've got to have one, even though I haven't got the money for it. I, I want to get one in for review, so at least I can play with it. It's the best. I mean, I really, I've said it so many times, but in my experience, it's the best electronic music experience I've ever had, you know, um, for that human and instrument thing. You know, the, the Roly Seaboard was great for what it was, but the Osmos is just next level in so many ways. And the Egan Matrix is a fascinating synth as well. So you get mm. two things there. You get this. Well, the Egan Matrix is just, you know, optimized for this synthesizer in that uh, it generates all its envelopes from the touch uh it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal uh sensitive experience as well yeah. you can lay your finger on it with a, the, the tiniest amount of touch and then you know press in so you can make the note so you feel this relationship with dynamics that's unprecedented in my opinion it's unprecedented i love the touche i think the touche is fantastic and the touche's incredible sensitivity gives you an idea of what to expect with the osmos i feel so grateful for having tried it and the over the various years but i mean uh, when it comes out it really is going to be you know the one for taking fully polyphonic yeah, i think it's going to be very interesting to see how mm. people yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how people respond to it in a what because it feels like it's got you know the lots of lots of the sort of big sound designers you know like howard scar and all these kind of other when you go to super booth they're all sort of queuing up outside the the the, 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 the log cabin which was where they were mm. last time to just sort of get their hands on it again because they're keen to see it. i don't know it's weird isn't it i mean because 80 synthesizers are not necessarily considered to be the most sort of sense uh, expressive devices and when you make no. music with that kind of stuff it's actually you have to sort of 
put it, all the expression in elsewhere. But the, I t honestly, if you try it, I think you'd be I mean, um, really... A heck of a lot of work. I mean, I haven't tried it, but I've seen uh, all the uh, demos and watched you guys doing it. And it looks absolutely amazing. I'd love to get my hands on it. I'd, I've never quite got on with the Rolly Seaboard. Something about the way it feels, just I can't engage with it. But I, I've always loved piano keys ever since a ch childhood. And bringing that expressivity to the piano key itself... And like I love on the website, there's a little demo of like the shake of each gesture and how I just I really want to get my hands on it. It looks like such an experience. Literally, it looks like on the demo that at some points he's not even actually pressing; he's kind of almost rubbing the thing. You know, it's such a light touch, and it produces those mm. like such an incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Is it the same sound engine as on the the Continuum? Is that the same yeah, Harken, thing? It's the Harkin yeah. Continuum. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that, there's velocity, velocity, speed, initial pressure, secondary pressure, release pressure, release velocity. There's, there's wow, and, wow, and left wow. and right. There's loads of and it, but it's also done at very high resolutions, which is why it's customly built for the Egan Matrix, uh, which very I don't important. Know what really like to program. An important point, though, I think, is that this is not a technology that is um, difficult for people. You know, you're not faced with a load of unfamiliar yeah. controls. So I think for um, I think it might actually draw people in from more kind of classical or or more I don't know less electronicy backgrounds into yeah. it because I think that you know you, you're not kind of festooned with stuff you're not bombarded with stuff you kind of really are presented with this keyboard but you do have on the left hand side a bunch of other controllers as well yeah. so you know not loads yeah. but just a sort of a you know tasteful amount do you think to do do you think being exposed to because i mean i've spent my entire life playing things like this okay <laughs> yes <laughs> and consequently i play like a chimp with boxing gloves on <laughs> <laughs> do you think merely being in the room, same room as this thing, might because um, I get the feeling I almost intimidated by how expressive it is, but I also get the feeling that it could improve my anyone's sensibilities as a player, not just someone who's a, an excellent musician already, but actually to be exposed to that level of expressivity might bring something out of I you. Because I, I, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, aftertouch on. All since I've got, I have no polyphonic aftertouch. Is almost useless once you've heard polyphonic aftertouch, and that's kind of at the bottom range of expressivity. But this thing is is like I imagine it would be difficult to go back to playing an ordinary keyboard after this. Does it? it does it speak to other synths? Like, yes. and does it? Yeah. Does it transmit everything? Yeah, it definitely does MIDI. Uh, well, I, I mean, the thing is, is that it, because of the resolution that it's sending, it's got it's got its own internal communication. I I don't know. I mean, I would imagine they're going to be using MIDI two point or maybe OSC to send out the higher resolution stuff. But I can't speak to that because it's it's their own proprietary stuff. Uh, as you were saying, Bridget, you know, it fe it feels very familiar, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever had the experience of taking a Roly out of a cold room or a garage <laughs> and trying to play it. It's literally like playing a bag of CSI. sausage meat. It, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I was imagining a row of cold sausages. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants well, that. Exactly. No. This is a... This is a, sorry. This is a consideration though. You got to think about with these controls on the on the on the Osmos aftertouch. You you know you it feels like a kind of more self conscious thing to apply aftertouch. You play the note and then you dig in for the aftertouch and then try and get control yeah. of the aftertouch. With the Osmos, it's just there immediately. 
it's not it doesn't mm. feel like well, it can be it depends how you set it up there. you can do both yeah. you can i mean that's the thing I mean, it's worth saying you've got the initial pressure and the speed of the pressure and then there's a secondary point of pressure so you the key travels down and then it hits another thing which gives you another set of pressure and it's not only the 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 travel there it's the speed at which it travels through those zones yeah. that kind of change you know so you do get quite a lot of i, I imagine there'll be you know, there'll be a, a big aftermarket in people programming sense because the Egan Matrix, while it's very impressive, is not necessarily the most obvious and easy to see, easy or most accessible thing until you've kind of got it's, to know it, I think. It is coming out as a Eurorack module now, though, isn't it? Which is going to oh, yeah. be... Which the is, Egan Matrix. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything in on the Egan Matrix, you know, between the Harkin Continuum and the Osmos and then the module as well means that, you know, hopefully a community of, you know, people... Mm. It, it's kind of That's yeah true. it's democratizing it a little bit more you know i suppose in terms of you know the thing about the egan matrix is it, it's very much sorry man it was, it's very much but it's like every single parameter is totally like responds to some kind of modulation input from you from a human being so it's it, 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 i mean I, I would think that could be quite intimidating to approach as uh, to create a sound on your own I yeah so i was looking at you know being able to use it with the sense that we have and i have a few demos on the site of using it with a profit five and a few different things and and they can access certain degrees of the expressivity but not all of it obviously so they've had to do some kind of programming yeah. to map that expressivity to other and if they're, they're doing the sort of the modular version of the egan uh, matrix synth so uh, i mean is it going to be that, that's as good what it without? Looks like. It's quite. It is quite um, spreadsheety. Uh, I've used that yeah. word really twice in the last month. Actually. I've been quite proud of myself. I think I've created a new, a new nomenclature for for a certain kind of look and feel. But yeah, I, I mean, it is undoubtedly amazing. Ed Egan is a very, very smart guy, and with the hacker, it's amazing. And I think once you get into it, it'll probably be straightforward. And, and I guess if it increases in popularity, then maybe work will happen on a GUI that makes it. They've made because they've made they've modified the GUI uh, a little bit for the. Um, uh, for the Osmos already, so they're you know it's just a different window on the same thing, much like mm. Roland and uh, the Zencore engine. You know, you just wrap a different piece of plastic around it, and it'll be <laughs> be uh, it'll look different. Sorry, that's a little you. bit uh, that's a that's an oversimplification. I realise, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that that I just thought I was really worth, and it's well. I, I, it does say available coming soon, so I, I think we are. I know people get very cynical about this, but it's not like they're a massive corporation that have run off with the money and just don't care about supporting the product. They, re I mean, it must mm. be a tough job working there. But I know someone uh, that we used to deal with, Artoria, has gone over to them as well. So they're obviously, you know, there's. It's happening. I think they did get a bunch of cash in at the beginning with those pre-orders, so that means they've obviously got a certain amount of resilience, which is just great news. I think they have been releasing fantastic. some absolutely brilliant VST plugins, like Noise. You know, I True. think they're really underrated. I think yeah. they're fantastic plugins, and uh, their graphic design is always really nice. Um, mm. You know, it's, that's it's kind of really modern again. and really stylish. Yeah, cool company. Nice, definitely. Nice. Okay. Well, speaking of modern and stylish, uh, let's um, let's interject with a, an ad from our friends over at Baby Audio. Yep. 
Baby Audio uh, makes creative effects plugins designed to add colour and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music and nominated for the SOS Awards two years in a row. Why not have a look at Smooth Operator, a resonance suppression, equalisation and compression plugin hybrid that automatically eliminates resonances and muddiness, allows you to shape your track's tonal response while the plugin automatically eliminates resonances in the background. Why not use the code ST15 at checkout when you go to babyaudio.com to save yourself 15% on any of those purchases. That's the code ST15 at babyaudio.com. We thank them very much for their support. That was almost slick. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at that, but then it's written down in front of me, so it makes it a lot easier. That's what I need to do. I need to make notes, don't I? <laughs> okay, right. Let's uh, let's get on to uh, another one. The, 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 oh, actually, we'll just do a real quickie. Uh, this this wasn't in the topics, but I wanted to post it because it's uh, it's just that um, the Kickstarter's nearly finished. This is the the new Filton from Modal. Uh, it's a Kickstarter, and this uh, is Filton. It finishes in forty eight hours. Dual analog. I love the fact that it's called Filton, which is an area of Bristol, <laughs> which is, I just think it's, but there's a dual filter that's basically taken from the 008, uh, 002, the analog filter. I won't go into it too much. I just wanted to plug it. So if you're interested in that, head over to Kickstarter and, and check it out. I don't know if uh, I'm going to cover all much more of it, but I did promise that I would mention it. Um, so anyway, let's, uh, let's go. Mm, gosh, there's so many things to choose from. I think we might have to go with... Um, oh, Gosh, I just don't know what to do. I uh, yeah, let's go with this. This is an intro. This is the system AI synth, which is just weird as hell. So basically, system AI synth. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's a VST that auto generates patches using AI somehow. I mean, auto. And it's a, um, this, maybe this will be a quickie, but essentially you press, it's a subscription, and you get a certain number of clicks per month. So it's a little bit weird. So 10 pounds, 10 bucks a month gets you 2,000 presets a month. Uh, 30 bucks a month gets you unlimited. So, and I'm trying to figure out what on earth it's for. I mean, uh, maybe this isn't this isn't the most, but against the kind of the expressivity of the Osmos, this is a sort of foil to that. So this is a really, it's a strange idea in that once you get to the interface, there's literally nothing there to do apart from some macros which you can choose. And I was trying to understand what, you know, what what's... What's what's that sort of thing for? Where because this is sort of, we're going to see more of this kind of stuff as it goes on. But this just seems like a very misconceived mm. concept because isn't half the fun about making sounds actually making the sounds rather than just pressing a button yeah. that's going to cost you ten p a go? Yeah, and you could say that about the whole visual art AI generators as well. Like, isn't the fun in actually doing it yourself? But because I think it's good to compare it to the visual art AI things like Dali and those things that can generate art because how people are using those, they're much more advanced. How people are using those is as a jumping off point and sort of in mood boards and concept art. And then mm. from there, they go somewhere else with it. But I think process-wise, this particular plugin, it doesn't feel very different from making generating a random patch on the opposite, yeah. say. And yeah. the process, because it says AI, it's got this sort of implied mm. feeling that there's some sort of intelligent decision-making going on behind the scenes. And the whole creative process is decision-making. And if I'm going to leave some of those decisions to a machine, I want to trust that machine. And to trust the machine, you have to trust the AI. And AI is only ever as good as the humanity that goes into it. These visual generators are so good because they've got the entire history of art 
in them, basically. Everything people have ever created. Well, that's it. Yeah, they've got a massive data set to, to munge through. As the, 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 well, and, and to be the fair, there's a difference. And, there's a difference because I, um, in, cause I downloaded this. I thought I'd try it out. And I downloaded it, and there's there's a, literally a few tags. You want a pad that's analog. Yeah. And you, you know, whereas in these AI art things, you can kind of go, I want to see a pig playing the piano on Mars in the winter, yeah. you yeah. know, with a green coat on in the style of money. There's a lot more descriptive kind of semantics that go into it. This just seems been to have a very little user interaction. Someone's going to do that now. Someone has got to make that piece of art, I think. Think. No, okay. Let's get, let's get on it. I could do that. <laughs> just draw it for you. Is that all right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be oh, perfect. Yeah. You feel better. There has been a development. Get the pens out. There has been a development whereby you can add your own information to those data sets now. So you can take your face and add it into the AI's ah, that's collection. A, yeah. So you can actually have a bit more control. But this thing YouTube poster really frames. Look Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But this this thing really does seem like a just mashing the random button over and over again. With yeah. the price. And to you be honest, 50 turns Well, you free. get 50 turns for free and then you run out. And I imagine, you know, you could smash that button 50 times without coming up with anything any good. And to be honest, what sounded like was happening in the demo on there just sounded like really tiny little filter tweaks on a, a general midi patch you know it wasn't very good i've well, tried to be nice here's the thing like <laughs> what i was saying about it's ai is only as good as the humanity that goes into it when yeah. you think about a synthesizer design and indeed loads of plug-in designs as well so much humanity goes into that yeah. teams of people's experience and engineers listening with human ears and making decisions in the process of making yeah. the instrument itself and then mm. yeah when i compare the, even like the optics is just a random example to this. It doesn't have the range of expression and it doesn't get weird enough because surely if you're no. using it as an experimental jumping off yeah. point, you want it to mangle things and go quite far to the extremes. And uh, there's a demo on there called like Dirty Pluck. And I was like, I can't hear any dirt. Where's the dirt? <laughs> I, I have a theory about why it's called AI in this little box as well. I think the AI isn't actually in the creation of the sounds. I think the AI will be to do with, it's going to be logging every time someone says yes to a sound. And it's going to be yeah, building maybe. up a data. You're bank the data set, basically. The, you're yeah. the data. You're, and basically, just do you know what I mean? You are the AI giving it the information. Okay. But, uh, Let's guys come in here. I've got to be honest. As a business model, it stinks. Oh yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a toilet there, guys. <laughs> nice, nicely found at short notice. Desktop bog. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree. I think it just feels, guys. It just feels like a, a money grab. It yeah. feels like they're basically lining up to uh, sell the company sometime in the future. What a horrible idea! Really, what a horrible didn't idea! Really work. Yeah, idea. I, I think. Yeah. I think in terms of coming up with patch names. That's totally cool. They we use AI to generate. I, I think there is a because I, I Robin wrote something in here and he said uh, I'm trying to find it was he said uh, yeah he, he, uh, the AI just offered the, one of the names it offered me was called uh, Tro headed bullshit and he said I wonder if that was actually just them having a bit of a laugh because it's sort of <laughs> it's not far off what 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 we might make of it anyway um, let's let's yeah. not give it too much more time because it's it, but i just thought it was very interesting that this thing's even come up and people are this we're going to find this in all it's sorts of places no doubt it's just yeah, the it beginning. must be just the beginning okay all right let's yeah. get on to something way more important right oops <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the uh, new Teenage Engineering uh, PO80. Uh, your own record lathe, make your own vinyl records, 5 inch 45, 3 minutes for a 45 or, um, oh god, 4 minutes for a 33 I think it is. In collaboration with Yuri Suzuki and um, yeah, there we go, this is what it looks like. Uh, and in fact, it, those of the eagle-eyed amongst you may just go, hold on a minute, isn't that just, what's it called? It's called a, it's a Gak and Toy Record Maker, which is Gak actually about 50 quid maker. cheaper, which is about 50p mm -hmm. cheaper and identical. In fact, um, I think it's, uh, the, uh, what's his name? The Magpie. Uh, Simon the Magpie right. has done a, he basically said, I've just reviewed this, but he hasn't reviewed this. He's just reviewed the, uh, the, the, the Gak and Toy Record Maker. And he couldn't, you know, that you can't see any great differences. So I wonder if we're, again, a little bit of smoke and mirrors here gas i don't know i saw this and i thought i so i so 150 quid doesn't seem unreasonable yeah. if it's anywhere no. near good but it doesn't sound like it's anywhere near good so 100 quid <laughs> this is the, isn't this isn't this the perfect isn't this a perfect record perfect present i think what they've done is they've basically teamed up to get the the, the cachet and the cool of teenage engineering as far as I know, I don't know that they've necessarily done anything internally to make it sound any better or operate any better. They do have a mastering process that's powered by Clevgran on their site. So you can upload your MP3s and it'll EQ and curve them. So then you might burn something that is even partially listenable on this piece of plastic. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that mastering bit is a really clever, a really clever yeah, that's part cool. of it. You know, uh, so yeah, but these five-inch discs. You know, you think where'd you get those from? Is you know, it's it's uh, it's yeah, a bit about insane. ten pounds. Twenty two pounds each. Twenty twenty quid for uh, it twenty quid for a ten pack. Kind of all right, that's all right. That's not bad. I mean, it's you could. I mean, there's like loads of uses for this, isn't there? I mean, sort of just really fun way to um, put a drum you know, like a drum track down, burn it onto that, then play it out. Have you heard it? Mic the speaker. Yeah, but I, just, um, yeah, it's an expensive way of achieving like a really rubbish sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's, I think it's really good fun though. I think if it's you know for kids and stuff, you know if you just recorded a little song onto it and the kid does it on a record, and I think there's something quite sweet about it. Um, it does say totally it's not for children that. under twelve. Yeah, that's what I was disappointed. You yeah. scroll to the bottom of the page and it says not for children. It's got a picture of a little girl oh, playing no. with it. No. It's the cutting head. Oh, it's the no. cut yeah. the cutting head that does it because the cutting head oh, probably yeah. got some kind of diamond tip thing that you know yeah. could prick your finger. Yeah. And it would be yeah. like I mean, God, no, it would be like the uh, when I was what's it the sleeping beauty you know the, the, yeah. the 21st century 21st century of sleeping beauty your finger was pricked by a gacken record toy and you fell asleep yeah. for 100 years and when you woke up the technology had improved i don't know when maybe that's uh, uh but yeah it's, it's fair. I, I know because i, I, I would see that I on a shelf in your studio players. well <laughs> no 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 just not even for fun studios aesthetically nice. i mean i know there's nothing in here that's, okay maybe for a bit of fun but I, I made a Lego record player. In fact, I made several Lego record players when I was a kid, when children were allowed to hold needles and roll up paper cones and play records and things. And, it, and I was fascinated by it. I loved it. And I can see this would be absolutely brilliant for a, for a kid, just yeah. that, that ex, the excitement of seeing how those little wiggly lines turn into sound or how sound turns into little wiggly lines and back again. It's, That's the it's real fascinating. market I thought it was for. So I was really disappointed to yeah. see it's not for kids because... I mean, if if you, there are so many ways to get a that rough sound if you want it, and I mean, yeah, cheaper ways. <laughs> yeah, and I was looking into I like could, lathe yeah. cutting. 
I mean, when you yeah. get lathe cut vinyl, so a seven inch costs something between sort of 20 quid each, but that's going to sound a lot better. And then as you say, so you've got to replace these. And what, watching, um, uh, what was it? The guy that did the, the video that you mentioned earlier, I've temporarily forgotten his name. Simon, but he, Simon the Magpie. Simon the Magpie. He basically looked like he might have got through two or three or four of those blank discs before he managed to get the levels right. So once yeah. again, I mean, <laughs> how do you know? And that mastering uh, chain that they've produced specifically for it is, I'm guessing that's just rolling all the bottom off and then rolling all the top off and then making it yeah. quiet enough to not distort. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, well, I think this is going to end up in a Scandi Noir where somebody gets sent one of these discs and there's going to be a message or something yes. with a background and, and then they're going to have to forensically extract the audio and find out where the body is buried or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I mean, even though I think it's laughable, I, I sort of want one. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is Very gorgeous. I, I, I saw something. I can't. And once again, I'm sorry. I should have. I just remembered just now there was a, a folk band or a country band that were basically doing live performances of one song and recording them onto individual lathe discs for people to buy one at a time. So each person that bought one was getting their own individual performance uh, of that particular song nice right idea. in front of them straight out. So that'd be a lovely thing to do. You get that was a whole, on WFMU, I believe. Was it really? Yeah. You get a whole stack of those and then you get people queue up and you got, you know, what do you want? Play the song, uh, record it, and they can walk away with it for like old school, 50 quid like, or something. Uh, as they used to say, <laughs> waxing a hottie. In the, that's what we used to say when we Indeed. were remixing. Sorry, yeah. I can't make the party. I'm waxing a hottie, which is uh, <laughs> a wax cylinder, effectively. Anyway, good yeah. fun. Um, okay, right. Well, I, I think it's probably time for uh, our, our weekly visit from our friends over at Isotope and Prince Charles Alexander. Isotope Producers Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. Yeah, if you go to isotope.com forward slash sonic talk, uh, there is a page which instructs you how to save 10% uh, by using the code sonic10 on any of the plugins uh, and software bundles, not subscriptions and not hardware, obviously, but uh, we thank them very much for their support. Gotta, gotta throw this one is uh, a jig, John Van Eaton, King Charles Alexander. Yeah, you think it's about time that he he seceded the throne and was no longer a prince and became a king. I think that's that's a very <laughs> a very a reasonable request. Uh, thank you very much, John Van Eaton, for that. That's excellent. Um, well, I mean, we're moving. How is everybody fixed for time? Because we could go on for a long time. I've got questions. I've got topics. Are we okay if we overrun a little bit with yeah. you guys? Have you got stuff to do, Nothing guys? Are we okay? We're good. Are you are you streaming tonight, Gaz? I am. I'm going to do a show. I've decided Yay. just now to do a show. So I've got an, I've got a plan. 
Uh, so I've got. You've a, seen me fumble this one so badly. You think I'm going to show them how to do it properly? <laughs> I've, been, I've been putting together this very peculiar drum machine using a quad drum from VPME, which is a brilliant drum module, absolutely brilliant drum module. So I've been trying to mess around with it using um, a, a burst module called a Pulsar from Qubit, and that's a very strange module in that you could do it like a sort of gate sequencer, but it uses all these ideas of like um, gravity. And absorb and uh, ah, okay. Uh, it's just a very different way, very very different way of approaching beat programming. Uh, so I'm going to do some of that on my show tonight. Nice, which is of course uh, Gaz Williams. That, well, at Gaz Williams, isn't it? The Gaz Williams show on YouTube. Yeah, is it? I, I, That's yeah it. exactly. The Gaz Williams eight show. o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Excellent. Please. Nice one. Yeah. And you get a plug Great. for that as well. And uh, uh, well, are you oh, doing well. a live stream tonight, guys? Are you, are you doing uh, – when's your no, next live stream, keep, by the way? I keep it to once a month at the moment. Again, we're trying to keep that balance between the doing yeah. and the, the sharing. <laughs> we tend to try to record segments so that we can have a breather as well, just – plop something down for 10 minutes so we can sit back and go. <laughs> also, yeah, the format's quite different. We don't kind of just sit there and talk. I think we went into it and decided, right, we're making a TV show. So we like make full, wow. yeah, pre-filmed segments and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've been buying lights. Roll VT. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've got some good new lights, actually. These are a bargain. These are LED panels with barn doors and softboxes. Oops. Really Ooh, good. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That was, that was not <laughs> what I spe- meant to do. Was a, that was the wrong button. That was a, another example of what flying by the seat of your pants is like rather than pre-recording. Any sections are giving yourself a break. But uh, yeah, do, do, ca- do carry on. <laughs> yeah, I just recommend them if you're looking for budget LED lights. They're just on Amazon. The Niwa 480 RGBW. You can get three of them for about 180 quid. With stands, with Ooh. barn doors, with everything you need. And they work That's what a, I've got. Uh, I've, got one, I've got one of those oh, yeah. over there, but it's not RGBW. Oh, so you can do this. Ooh. And then Disco. straight back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Horribly cold. Orange. Oh, that's warm. Oh, that's warm. Too warm. Oh, that looks Too very... Warm. No, that's that's that's... That's good. That works well. Suddenly, it all yeah, looks very. Cool. Uh, if you did it for that's a real daylight. That's that's not bad actually. Matches your camera. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? May say so. Yeah, hey, that's what we've all been of doing, the, the, all of these new things that we have to figure out in this world. Are you, look, Gaz is yeah. ridiculous, got, really. Yeah. Oh God, hey, are you going to do your app? I've got an eBay bid going on for a synth. In 13 minutes, so that'll be that'll happen during showtime. Uh, oh, we're gonna have a live purchase. <laughs> well, maybe or maybe not. It's one of these things. I won't reveal what it is yet. Otherwise, people no, don't want anybody bidding on it. Exactly. <laughs> so exciting. This is like the worst I always, you could possibly my heart out. always races in that final 10 seconds because that's when I try and put my last bid yeah. in and you just got to hope. Yeah. Oh, mm. good luck. Oh, no, well, the mouse button's stuck or my computer's run out of power yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal, I'll reveal what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, please do. 13, 13 minutes, right. but it's one of these things that's currently unfashionable and I'm kind of curious about it after a friend of mine got something similar. Uh, I, I wonder what it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to bid that. I know what it is. I know what it's got, it's got to be, a, it's got to be, uh, uh, it's got to be a Timberwolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. They will have their day. Ooh, maybe not. Or maybe not. maker. It could be yeah, what okay. you're reading well, on the podcast. Okay, it's not one of these, is it, Gaz? 
I'm going to put my maximum bid at 200 quid in and I'm not going to put any more on that. Okay. So okay. Oh, so, right. That should give us some yeah. indication. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, well uh, th this will be some, this will be a bit of jeopardy we can add. Coming right up, Gaz yeah. wins or loses. We don't know yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, well, Two in the meantime, uh, let, let, let's do this. Hi, I'm Heinbach and it's good yeah. to have you back. Here at Heinbach Studio B, we have quite the collection of scientific research equipment, especially bandpass filters. Each of them was saved from ending up in a landfill and has been turned into a musical instrument. Their unique switched nature gives you a sound that's very different from what you find in normal studio equipment. And I'm going to fast forward him a bit so that we can get... Here we are. This is... It's really interesting. So he, he took a, a, a rare tube, a German tube broadcast leveling amp that got it kind of modified to be a preamp with compressor. And also uh, there's a filter, which is an Allison Labs filter, which has got some unusual sonics. And what I really like about this is the way the automation makes the dials move. I know it's just a little thing, but dials it's really important. It's not only a bandpass filter. Mm. It is an experimental channel strip with a preamp. Yeah, so uh, anyway, um, Heimbach did say I'd love to be on, but he's currently on tour in Turkey, so uh, maybe he's using it. But he uses that actual hardware in his studio a lot. And it, I must admit, this is an interesting idea. This is the audio thing. I should give you the, the nuts and bolts of it. Audio thing, uh, it's currently 79 euro, uh, 49 euros reduced from 79. Uh, and I think it's the fifth or sixth plugin he's done in collaboration with them. And in fact, Jamie Liddell has, uh, Liddell even, has uh, produced a set of 808 samples that were kind of sampled through it and had some really interesting things. But this this whole notion of these kind of we've had esoteric synths and hard to find synths and they still keep coming out. But these idea of like these really unusually uh, and rare kind of scientific equipment stuff to, to to sample through is great. I don't know, Gaz, have you? Have, that, that, you know, some studios have these really beautiful things that you can put things through and you, you really just, there is something about them. It's almost like the pull-tech effect, isn't it? You know, some some studios have a real pull-tech and you put it in there and you move that dial a tiny amount. It's like this sort of ridiculously about, and suddenly your 808 sounds like a hip-hop record. It's just kind of crazy stuff sometimes, isn't it? The, the effect these things can have that is more than subtle, but you something that is hard to find anywhere else. My uh, my long term musical partner in Rocket Goldstar, Frank, he sort of collects all sorts of interesting things, um, including like Vortexians. Have you ever heard of them? Vortexians, old uh, British. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you um, know, you Wembley made in Wembley that. mixers. Oh right, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put stuff through it, and there is a sound to it. And I think what's lovely with this um, Heinbach uh, dials is that is unquestionably a really strong sound. And I mean, you know, there's umpteen, well, billion 1176 clones and stuff out there and certain things, but uh, this notably sounds really different. It's got a very specific graininess to the sound that's uh, kind of interesting and also um, unusual. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking it's probably because they've not been used musically. They're not musical devices that these tones are kind of I guess I don't know it's quite like an, it sounds quite new even though it's old uh, paradoxically you know 
Yeah, John Vanine says he has mm. all the stuff from uh, Heimbach. It's, it's, no, it's crazy. He's done, yeah, he's done some lovely stuff. And he's definitely got... It's the aesthetic, isn't it? I think the aesthetic is very strong with Heimbach. You know, you look at his videos, you look at everything about the stuff that he does. He really... It's it's important and it really comes across and having that is important. Do you have any esoteric uh, amplification or um, input stages in your, uh, in your new studio? Well, we used to stick things through the copycat preamp and, and i've got that, that, stick. that tiny little portable speaker you used to oh, have geez, for distorting yeah, no. that was brilliant the arrow that's, that's a yes esoteric that's a distortion thing isn't yeah. it yeah it was from uh from tandy that's great just had a really <laughs> unique sound it used to be uh, it was like a tiny little it's an archer amp you remember those archer. and they kind of oh, they've right. got their input stages massively overdriven anyway it sounds like a marshall and it was like four quid it's brilliant but um yeah this sounds absolutely gorgeous i mean we use the band pass uh on the Tysco uh, quite a lot. And it's really nice for putting reverb through and having it regenerated through with some bandpass stuff going on. You get those lovely tones, but it's not quite as, as Gaz was saying, these have a, don't sound the same as any of those things. They kind of, it, it's almost more defined. There's something really beautiful and ghostly and, and yet clear about it. Yeah, I really like mm. this stuff. I love it. And I especially like the way he's made it stackable in the thing as well. So you can build up instances of it and just mm. keep manipulating the sound that, yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's beautiful, the sounds. And he's a kind of doing us an archival service because he shows the, the original device and it's kind of falling apart and getting a bit weird. And he says they kept the settings weird on purpose because it just sounds better the way with that character yeah. of the actual device. Yeah, it's definitely a really amazing job of capturing the vibe of that thing. Yeah. Just it feels, I remember walking into a friend's studio about 15 years ago and I was like, what's that? And pointed at something on the rack and it was just this bit of old metal with some Bakelite knobs on it. And he just said, that's just my box that makes it sound like German radio in the thirties. And so I'm like, <laughs> I still have no idea what it was, but it, it plugged it in and switched it on. And for sure, there we were. Mm. <laughs> it's, and it, I guess it was one of those, yeah, bandpass sort of things going on. It did something to the sound that just instantly made it sound, I don't know, like it was coming out of a big old wooden cabinet and blowing mm. valves and Spooky little things. And sparkly and the lights. The woody stuff. sound, as it, the woody. I used to have a pair of, I used to have this uh, little rack. I, I think it was Tantec or Trantec. They were old kit things and I bought them and it, I had a, 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 a compressor, a gate, and an exciter, I think. And I used to use the compressor all the time. And it, I, I don't know what it was. It was set to kind of like guitar level or something. So everything you put in it was kind of choked, kind of beyond. Mm. Uh, and I met, I used it on the vocal in Tom's Diner, and it gave it this real sort of that distortion, the bite at the front of all of those words. It's real. I don't know where it. I, I think I, I must have got rid of it. I don't know why. I, I bought it. I think I bought it, and it was it was made in a folded kind of aluminium case with a load of sort of uh, yeah. Uh, quarter inch plastic uh, patch points and it, I used to use it all the time I I'm not, maybe I blew it up or something I wish I still had it because it had a certain something I, in fact I remember the light on the compressor the little LED which used to sort of glow when it was doing something blew up there was a sort of snap oh. and the thing split <laughs> still worked oh. it wasn't optical <laughs> still worked but I, I haven't got it anymore so yeah but uh, uh, yeah it'd be nice to have some of those things an interesting thing with this uh, dials is uh, that Jamie Liddell's made a, a special um, eight oh eight. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ableton, Ableton sort of rack for it. Yeah, so making each instance of it sound like a different drum from an eight oh eight. Oh wow, is, that's quite interesting. I think what is he just using? Is he fa 
with Jamie? Has he, has he made the sounds by just sort of using the... Um, I think so. I think he's just, just used dials to make those sounds. To, I don't think he's sampled sounds. anything. Just, it's just yeah. an impulse going yeah. in and then Dials is doing the rest. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, no, I, I think they're 808 that. sounds processed through it, I think. Ah. But I may be wrong about that. We haven't got him here to... He's trying to make it but sound like an 808. Oh, I, I, I do mm. beg your pardon. I stand corrected. I do stand corrected. <laughs> well, <if we laughs> Inevitably. Well, sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to visit the correctional facility. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see what else have we got. I wonder whether or not I'm getting um, really worried about Gaz's uh, eBay I'm, purchase I'm, here. I'm outbid. I'm outbid. I'm outbid. It's oh, on two. It's on two hundred and five, oh. and there's four minutes left. Now, with oh. it, if it goes to two hundred and five, do you just go? Oh, that's why I waited. That's the last tough, isn't it? What do you it's do? Only a fiver, yeah. man. Well, yeah, but that's where it starts, isn't it? That's where it starts. Yes. Hold on. Uh, we had there's somebody in the chat room. I'm just trying to find it now. So I think they found it and they said, was it? Oh, no. uh, um, I, but we're not going to say oh. what it is. Now there's oh, going to be wow. trouble. But I'm not going to pet it. Well, I was just looking. I was just going to flag it so that when uh, when it shows up, I could. Oh, but my page keeps loading. I can't go that far back in the in the chat. Unfortunately, it's a bit disappointing. But uh, that's just the way it goes. I should have flagged well, it earlier. I need I mean, a sort of. I, I need a pre-flagging flag. I did say I wasn't going to go over 200, so I should. Maybe I should tell it now, and then anyone else will go and get a bargain rather than let it go. Oh, okay. The crumple yeah, in the chat room self-control. <laughs> I am. You demonstrate what this is about self-control. Okay. What is you ready this for thing? the reveal? Okay. We've got three okay, minutes Okay, come left. on then. It's, it's quite boring, actually. You're all going to kind of go, oh, is that it? But it's a Roland XV5050. So that's oh. a rack unit. <laughs> the reason, the reason yeah. being is, like, I've got this Electra One controller, which is, like, the best MIDI controller I've ever used for, for you know, and I've really feel like it needs something with uh, like a synthesizer that's got a lot of depth but not a lot of real-time control and then my friend jason's just bought a, a roland 1080 jv 1080 from oh. just breaking uh technomatic says uh with a super chat sticker of 10 10 bucks bid up gas bid up gas <laughs> <laughs> oh, i think we could have a we could have a new feature here couldn't we we could basically if we had a budget of like 50 quid we could somebody so somebody at the beginning oh, of the show yeah. could find us something that could go and the if it goes to the whoever guesses the final price obviously we have to have a window that, that we could have an egging on oh that's there's something here live live ebay bidding there could be a thing there gaz have you yeah. changed your mind or is it too late um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like... So you know, the strategy I use is what, whatever your highest bid is, wait until the mm. final 10 seconds to make that bid because then they won't try and outbid you. Yeah. It's very You made an error there, Gaz. Now you've got to... It's naughty, yeah. but it works. Got to take technomatic <laughs> 10 quid and add that to the equation. In the last five no, seconds. I'll, I'll send it over. I will send it over. It does have the supernatural piano. And I love using things like the... Oh, yeah, um, that's good. The, noodle, uh, the noodler, you know, for just doing crazy stuff. So actually being able to do something. Oh, big like multi timbrality, isn't it? It's got, yeah. Yes. You've got a lot of multi timbrality on it. Yeah. So, meat and potatoes. So just doesn't take up much space. Little meat and potato thing for doing like kind of experimental stuff with. That, uh, but what's it called? I used to have a 1080. Yeah. Like mm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You can probably, the thing is, you could probably get it on Roland Cloud for about a tenner. No, actually, it would be about 300 yes. quid, wouldn't it, on Roller Crowd? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, the chat room. It's gone up. It's gone up. It's gone, it's gone up. I uh, did 210. It's 50 seconds. It's gone 215 at the moment. Oh, oh okay. It's going yeah. to go. Well, keep I'm us posted. Go. Perhaps we should get we should get on some I'm user questions because I do remember we, we do have those. Uh, um, let me see what I can find. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with the one that's at the top of that. Well, no. First of all, I'm going to go for, uh, oh, gosh. Now, there are so many. John Van Eaton uh, posted. Let me see where it is. I've got him here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, this this is actually probably quite um, pertinent to you guys over there, uh, you booze. Uh, John Van Eaton in the... Uh, oh, no, it's this one, isn't it? Sorry, wrong button. John Van Eaton in the chat room uh, asks... I, I think I asked because I lost it. Uh, do people like DistroKid? My friend Jordan has just released an AI drum software and uh, asked anything about MidiQuest. I think it was DistroKid. And I guess the reason that we yeah. came to you, Boo, is because obviously you're self-distributing and self-releasing. Do you use any of these services? And if so, uh, do you find them useful? Yeah, I use we we use DistroKid, and I think it's better uh, profit-wise compared to CD Baby, which is another one you can use. It's just got a flat fee of twenty pounds a year, and they distribute everything to all the major online stores. Uh, you get a hyper follow page, which is good for building your Spotify fan base and stuff like that. Uh, they're they're really good. Also, they generate ISRC codes for the tracks you submit, which is something that you would normally have to pay for separately. So, yeah, highly recommend DistroKid. They're brilliant. Mm. If you want to know more about uh, our PR work and the journey we do, if you go back and check our Monday's Bucast, mm. Bucast number five, there is a thirty-five minutes. Um, Maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> I hope it wasn't 35. Quite an PowerPoint. extensive power, PowerPoint, PowerPoint, which is basically goes through everything we think you should do if you but, want to get anyone to hear your so music. So it covers both the PR side of things, but also oh. making money. So distribution and how to do distribution for yourself when you're independent. Mm. And yeah, DistroKid's fantastic for digital distribution. Yeah, because so many people Excellent. make fantastic music and they really wonder... Don't understand why. How come nobody is hearing it? Why is this not working? Why is, I don't know. And there's such a lot of work to do between finishing it and getting anyone to hear it. So if you want to check that out, yeah. do go and check that out. Okay. Brace, get, yeah, make yourself a coffee beforehand, though. <laughs> it, it, it sold yeah. for two hundred and fifteen pounds. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You could have gone two eleven seventy five. That's the other but strategy. Then, you go in at, at yeah. sort of £214.97. You know, that's so you go this weird. That's yeah. what I, I don't know. Wagyu put it into my head, though, to get an XV5080, though, instead to look out for one of them. So okay. that's kind of shifted my. That's bigger, isn't it? It's an extra U, but it's sort of. Uh, I don't know. What's oh, the advantage? Yeah. More, more expansion space? I'm not, in sure. It, I don't know. not sure. Mm. But uh, it, it's back, back, back to the question. <laughs> CD, uh, um, uh, the question was, I can't even remember. It's gone now. Where's, where's, where's DistroKid? Oh, yeah. Do people like DistroKid or, or CD Baby or any of those things? Have you used any of that stuff yourself? Um, not, well, yeah, I have DistroKid. Uh, uh, was DistroKid? No, maybe not. I can't remember. It's been ages. I just uh, uh, yeah. don't typically do. I, I work for people who put stuff out. I don't do that bit. Sort of, um, so I'm not the best to answer this but that sounds i'm gonna yeah. watch the book cast though because that i mean i wanted to watch it anyway but that sounds great that's, that's the stuff i need to even know. more reason 
Okay. All yeah. right. Ooh. Let's get on to uh, let's get on to another question. Uh, and I think uh, okay, this is from Nick Howes, which I think would be probably we can we can figure this one out. So this one, uh, via Nick Howes via the chat. Uh, what piece of gear most people? What pe what's the piece of gear people most regret selling? For him, is Jupiter Eight or Profit Five? Well, good. Mm. Lucky that you had that opportunity. Oh, oh, wrong button. Come on, get off. I'm getting it all in a kerfuffle. I'm going to come to you guys Those first because you haven't been here for any of our user questions yet. So, Those are two heartbreaking Perhaps. losses right there. Well, Oof. I mean, I'm not allowed yeah. to sell anything anymore. No, because I'm a keeper. I'm like, it, it, you've got to keep it. All the, oh, I haven't let go of a lot of our stuff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, in the early 2000s, 2003, I was moving from Brighton to London and I was moving into a very tiny flat and I didn't have any room and I was broke. And I sold my Juno 6 for 100 pounds. And the guy came round and tested all the buttons to check it worked. And I was just stood over him going, uh, uh, come on. Let's... That's horrible. <laughs> and Don't I make honestly it any believe. More painful. Yeah. I honestly believed. I, I'll just replace it. I'll get another one one day. It'll be fine. I bought it for 200 quid anyway. Actually, uh, I'll say this again. Um, I used to be mates with Kirk Brandon, and he went into GAC with me, and he, he strong-armed the staff at Brighton's Guitar Amp and Keyboard Center and said, yeah, how much do you want for this then? And uh, basically, they, uh, they dropped the price for me. So I got it nice and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I honestly thought I'll just get another one when I've got space. And uh, how much are they now? It's ridiculous. Like 10 times the price yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I really Ooh. regret that because that was my archetypal synth. That was the, that was my, I used to play with that thing every day walking home from school in, in uh, Freeman's music in Leightonstone High Road. And I'd stay there, stand there for hours making endless arpeggios, just going, oh, wow, this is amazing. And, um, you know, it just seemed to me, it looks like our polysynth should look and it just it was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, that, that hurts. That really hurts. It still hurts. Mm, that's why oh, we won't. I'm ever sorry sell to anything. bring up these painful <laughs> memories. Uh, okay. Mm. Brie, I can see you've got, you've, you've, you've got Chris's, uh, um, Emotional well-being at uh, yes, at, you know, I'll at, never at let him. There, so, yeah. there were, I mean, I don't know if I should say, but there are times when we've considered selling some of our precious yeah family members, and I've said no. Well, there are things that can never go. <laughs> I mean, are there are that things can that can never go. go, but there are things we go. Well, we never use that. Should we get no? Always, it's funny. It's like when Gaz was talking about records earlier. You know, you don't listen to a record for ten years. Don't we sold a load of stuff because we were going to move as well? We sold loads of books and loads of records, and like. Just because you haven't heard something for a long time doesn't mean you're not going to come back to it one day and go, wow, oh, this is incredible. And it's the same with instruments. It's the same with everything. Just, just mm. what I'm saying or is not. hoard. Hoard <laughs> like, a, like a nutter. Keep it <laughs> yeah, I know. I, get, I know, Gaz, I mean, you've got you've mentioned some of your regrets. I, I seem to remember, is it your TR606 or 626? I forget. Yeah. Now, but oh. is there anything else that you've really regretted? 606. So? Yeah, I, I don't sell a lot. I do hold. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Yes and no. I mean, it's kind of weird because like, I've, I've, I'm sorry, I should have gone more on the mic. I've been, you know, guitars, bass guitars mainly, I suppose, over the years. Uh, I had a lovely JD Supernatural. That's one of my biggest regrets, but that's not, that's for another podcast, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't typically sort of lust after vintage gear i'm always interested in 
new ideas and new things. So um, I don't know. I was just saying this having bid on the XV10, 50-50, but um, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, some regrets, but um, mostly the things I've really liked, I've kept, I think. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just trying to think what mine is. Mm. I think possibly... I think it, it was probably the MS50 and SQ10. And not because I used them a lot. It's just I wish I still had them because then I would have, you know, more of that set, I suppose. But generally speaking, I wouldn't sell something that was... Most of the stuff I acquired, I was sort of using. So I didn't, you know... And, and now we've moved to this place where I don't have to hide it all in the attic. I've got, like, room for it. And it's it's something that I need to keep because it's my, you know, qualifications or something. You know, that's why they're in a rack behind me. So I haven't had to do that. But I think I did have to... Um, yeah, I did the SQ50 and, and uh, the MS50 and SQ10, but I did swap those for a uh, a Jupiter 6. So I think I got a pretty good deal in the end. And I think I've still got the Jupiter 6, so I suppose that's fair enough, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah totally. You're changing it with something else, especially Jupiter 6, beautiful, oh, lovely yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of that. That's, uh, that's I think that's good. Play. If you're exchanging for another instrument, that's not so bad. Just don't sell it for cash to live on. <laughs> don't sell it for a hundred quid yeah no <laughs> no matter how much uh, of a hurry you're in oh well i mean we could go go this way as well uh this is uh andrea Kale. uh let's see andrea Kale of our youtube uh on the other flip of the coin what's the single synth gear that you would never sell for me it's the deluge they say so uh, that's a that's oh, a good that's one so hard oh that's so hard well, none of it, I suppose, because you're not going to sell any of it. Not allowed Everything. to sell anything anymore yeah. because <laughs> I, I will just cease to exist as a human being. I think, actually, I was looking around and just going, if there were two synths that I would keep out of everything, if I had to, purely for you know the things that are the most interesting and useful to me and that we use the most, although we use everything, I think the Dominion oh, and the OB6. Okay. Oh, those are good choices. Good chat. There's a lot of choices. There's a lot of things you can do in the Dominion that I can do, you know, that other synths take the place off and do. They don't do exactly the same, but yeah, I think those two. I hate choosing between our children. They're all my favorites. I know, it's not. But I would instinctively, <laughs> and it's the heaviest bloody thing to take, but I would want to grab the Tysco. Really? Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. It was one of the first synths that I started really experimenting with synthesis on and I love the things that it does and the way that it sounds and it's that connection isn't it like you have with the Juno mm. I shouldn't remind you but <laughs> you know yeah yeah and I love I do have that with the Dominion as well in a different way and oh, I love that OB so as soon as you said that I was like I don't know anymore <laughs> the Tysco's got the fixed filter bank which is really yeah. unusual and really lovely to have in the house well you so. and you did the uh you did uh, five minutes with the Tysco didn't you for us I think Chris? I did yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, yes, it's it, it's great. It's a really unusual synth, and quite a few people hadn't heard of it. And then uh, I think a lot of people, in fact, um, somebody bought one. Every single demonstration I do on the Bluecast, there's one guy in California that just buys the thing I'm demonstrating during the show. <laughs> and he, bought, he bought a Tysco, bought an Op Six, and he bought the Base Station Two straight off he the bat. He hasn't bought the Yamaha PSS480 though. He hasn't bought that yet. <laughs> Not no. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm trying to adjust this because I, I keep leaning over to meet the mic, which is obviously not good. Like, Gaz, what? Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking about this, and I think 
It's a difficult one, but I think it might be this. Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes, that's a good it's shout. Just, it's just so perfect in what it does. Mm, I love it. It sounds great. Aww. It's quite simple, but it's just, it's just, mm, it's hard to make it sound bad. It's just lovely. Vibey. And it's, yeah, it's vibey. But I mean, it's, oh, behind me, the Super 6 is such a wonderful instrument. That I feel oh, like yeah. I've got such a long journey ahead of me with it because, um, so quite quite recent quite recent then really yeah yeah but this one though i think um just in terms of i don't know uh they're kind of rare as well aren't they they're not mass marketing see i got the is that a mark one or mark two this is a mark two just the same as you've got the mark two haven't you yeah i've got the mark Um, two yeah beautiful uh, sounding thing it is and i think there's just something I don't know. It's almost, uh, it's a unique voice as well. I don't know if the Erebus Mark III, Yanis uh, seems to think they sound the same. Um, I think the thing is, is every time I've played the Mark, the Erebus to anybody, I used to take it around with me when I was like going up to Golf Rap or if I did any sessions, I, t- I took it, I took one over to, people would just go, oh my goodness what you know it's just mm. those raw oscillators it's got that thing where you just go crikey that's that's all there there's so yeah. much to it you know do it's got that as we say. it's got that bit of resonance hasn't it that you can't get rid yeah. of i think that's its kind of secret and um so it's always got a you know like a kind of juicy oh yeah now i'm mm. struggling i'm struggling because i was going to say something else which i've now forgotten and you the, the fact the erebus has popped into my head into there <laughs> i i think because I, i've got juno 106 and i think for me that was a very oh. pivotal synth. i very rarely use it now because because where i am here there's not room to have a big keyboard lying around the whole time but also it's broken <laughs> so there's another reason why i don't use it very often every time i switch on it's got uh, some of the voice cards are gone and it just goes and it's it's Ooh. really um it's it, it's quite sad and i feel ashamed that uh, i i can't i can't uh, use that so i i'd probably go for the smaller kind of more compact things in fact actually speaking of which i'm looking at the uh the create audio east beast and west pest at the moment Oh yeah, those. they look amazing. The West Pest, the West Pest. Honestly, it sounds incredible. I've never yeah. heard anything. It, yeah. It's like the kind of a very accessible, uh, complex oscillator. It's it's just massive. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Well, you know me and my fear of modular. I mean, I'm just terrified of the stuff, and I, it's almost <laughs> yeah. No, no, keep away! Ah, like yeah. Count Dracula coming towards me. But that the West Pest, and I was going, "Oh, that's quite reasonable. Oh, that sounds incredible." Was it Matt, Matt Hudson showing us that. No, that was. Where did that we was, see that? That was Superbooth. Oh, that was, was we're Super watching Booth? your coverage of Superbooth, and yeah. Um, ah. yeah, it's Pittsburgh. So isn't Richard it? Nichol, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. yeah it's Richard, Richard Nichol, Nichol. Uh, and it, and I'm reliably informed that the West Pest has the heart of the the now discontinued and highly sought after Voltage Research Lab, which they built. Oh, so it's the oscillator cool. from wow. that, and wow. the East beast has basically the oscillator and filter from the sv1 which both are really good sounding instruments so for, for the price it's an astonishing anyway i'm sorry i'm, I'm feeling I'm, very I'm, very I'm terrible itchy 
itchy wallet fingers. <laughs> itchy wallet fingers. <laughs> the thing is, though, is if you introduce modular to your system, then Bree's uh, um, mm. sort of philosophy of not letting you get rid of anything might have to Exactly. Yeah, that that's not change. how that works. They're standalone units that you don't need yeah. them in the rack. Well, you can put, you can yeah, rack yeah, them. You can, take, you can take them out and stick them in the rack if you want. They, they will, mm. but they come in a, a sort of desktop case. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something else we were thinking of. I don't know if you've seen it. There's the DF, DF, DF Audio, Audio Mini Bay. The DF Audio Mini Bay. That's really bay. cool. Really and, petite. It's like an Australian company. The and they've made this uh, patch bay which sits on your desk and it runs on TRS plugs out the back so you can get two inputs into each TRS uh, large jack. And it's controlled by – you just plug everything in on the front with um, – you've got one. Fantastic. Ah! That looks amazing. Ah. You're using Perfect. it. How is it, Gaz? I, I, well, I've only used it in a very, very basic There's form. nothing Carry plugged into it, you might notice. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing plugged into it. Carry on describing <laughs> it, though, because you would do a better job than me. But do you reckon? Uh, but the, just the idea that you can have, I mean, I, I've got masses of guitar pedals, and it's always a case of, and then round the back of the synths. The idea of having everything plugged in and just sat on your desk in that nice little format, just comfortably there with mini jacks, patching things into each other yeah, it seems like a really lovely flexible exciting thing to do that's not modular is it that's something else it's dfaudio.com.au and it's one yeah. guy yeah. in australia uh called dudley and i think yeah. they're made somewhere overseas but yeah they're really cool it's, oh, it's, it's well made so it's dudley's really f made. audio i wonder what the f stands for it sounds like a dudley <laughs> <No> audio, right <laughs> or maybe not audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my plan, my plan is, and it's the reason why it's, it's not currently wired in is because I need these are um, TRS, aren't they? TRS, yeah. And uh, I want to get all the cables for it, and um, I'm going to make. I am going to make a, an effects matrix with it. That is my plan. Uh, awesome. But, yeah. Once I've just got to get loads of things, but then you just use just your regular Eurorack patch cables then. Uh, once you're in, and there is a little sum, there is a little sum, just a little passive sum mixer as well on there as well. There's a, there's, it's really yeah. well thought out. Yeah, very cool indeed. It is. It's surprising that this doesn't exist until now. Hasn't yeah. existed until now in that format. It's really it's just useful. Really cute. Really yeah, lovely. Just compact. Reminds me of the little mini mixer. The mini mixer, yeah, <laughs> which really is there. Useful. Oh, uh, yeah, know, you recommend yeah. affordable insert cables from AliExpress on the website. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. Well, that sounds good. There, uh, how's everybody doing for time? I know because there's just, there's just so many questions, and we've got we've got uh, fine. We've got further. Fine. Okay. Do, uh, Gaz, how do you feel about answering a, a question that's 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 for you? This one is comes from yeah, yeah. Uh, Di Stanton. Okay. Di Stanton wants to know, uh, Gaz, grids or marbles, or grids and marbles. <laughs> they they're kind of incomparable really they do such different things grids has been mind-blowing for me grids if you don't know that is a, a it's a module made by mutable instruments or rather was made by mutable instruments but now is available by lots of um third-party manufacturers as it's all open source uh so you can get much smaller ones i think to hunt out of, of full-size grids is worth doing because uh, it takes up a bit more kind of modular space than that you can get it down a lot smaller, but 
I think it's so tweaky that you really want to get those hands on those controllers. And what's kind of interesting about grids is it's like, um, it calls itself a topographic drum sequencer. If you imagine like a 2D map of just drum grooves all over this map, and then you've got an X and Y, and you can navigate through these sort of pre-programmed dr- grooves. But it becomes interesting because even though it's like a three-channel, you've got drum, you've got kick, snare, and like a hi-hat, you can vary how many there are. Uh, so you can, if you turn a knob all the way to the left, it's like mute. Turn it up, you'll get like one beat of it. Turn it all the way and it'll fill up the entirety. So, so you end up swinging around on those controls a lot. And it is mm, really nice. Not, I've not experienced that. I've taken a little moment to explain that because I've not experienced that in any other drum machine before. Uh, but Marbles is so different. Marbles is a uh, random sampler. There is an aspect to to Marbles where you can make some of the gates come out using some of the algorithms from grids. So there is a little overlap. Um, But Marbles is a whole lot more. And uh, as an answer to the question, Marbles and grids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very different, but both brilliant. Genius, works of genius. Mute it, Nick. I won't come to you, guys. Oh, yep. oh, thank you. Sorry about that. I won't <laughs> come to you because you're keeping away from modular. I do have one more question, yes. though, uh, before we go. And this is so that I can plug our uh, event. So, uh, zero, zero, or zip. O minus asks, what's the great place in England for modular shows? I know Gaz mentions uh, them every once in a while, but would love to see some nice places that open people to experiment performances. Well, I would like to answer that one first because, uh, first of all, just look out for the hashtag EMOM anywhere on YouTube or on uh, um, uh, f- Facebook or any of those places because there's a really growing movement of places where which put on these nights. And these nights are effectively, you can, you can be book yourself in for a gig for 15 minutes. So basically you do a 15-minute set and there's a whole bunch of people that will do a 15-minute set in a place amongst people who are likely to appreciate that. So it's a sort of low-risk, high experimentation, non-judgmental thing. And we're going to be doing our own one of those, uh, certainly on the 26th of November in Bath. Uh, this is 2022, in case you're watching this after the fact, or another year, perhaps. <laughs> so do uh, keep an eye out. We'll be posting a lot of stuff about that in the coming weeks as we promote it. But uh, Emom, I would say, would be a really good idea. Yep, chaps, uh, booze. Have you been yeah. to imams in your local area? Quite a bit in Brighton. We yeah. have been to the Brighton Modular Meet once. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's an annual or quarterly event. I'm not sure. Yeah. I actually saw Finley, Finley Shakespeare was playing there. It was great. Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm not sure if they're back up and running since COVID, but they've got a Facebook page, just Brighton Modular Meet um, on Facebook. Yeah. And then, of course, there's these regular nights, Spirit of Gravity, um, where Christy Midiera actually does a lot of the visuals there, um, improvised live visuals for various artists that come from all over the world and local people just improvising with modular stuff. And that's a modular meet that's yeah. been going for 25 years, is it? Yeah, I think Something so. Like a really that. long okay, time. I mean, they're probably... So, and that's weekly, I think. Yeah, spiritofgravity.com wow. 